It is Monday morning, and you know what that means. Dreamers, welcome to the debut episode of Dawes Does Disney. I am your host, Landon Doan, and yes, uh, we are all sad that the Morning Monorail podcast has pulled into the station and turned off the lights for the final time, but uh, like a phoenix that is really out of shape, uh, I am rising from those ashes, and we now have Dawes does Disney. I don't know if you noticed, uh, we updated some logos and some looks in your podcast catchers. So I want to give a shout out to my favorite member of the monorail. Yes, I'm still going to use that gimmick because I came up with it. Gosh dang it. I want to give a shout out to Matt from the love of the mouse. Not only are they a top-notch podcast, Matt knows how to make your graphic dreams come true. So if you are graphically challenged like myself, maybe uh, hit up Matt on the uh, social media and uh, he will make it happen. But uh, I've done solo podcasts in the past, and as much as I like hearing myself talk, me just talking into the void for nine and a half hours doesn't really uh, move the needle, so to speak. So I reached out to another favorite member of the Monorail family. You can hear her uh, co-hosting Theme Park Thursday live with the Dillos thingamajig on Facebook. You can hear her with her very own podcast of Adventures with Steffers. You've heard her on previous episodes of the Morning Monorail. She is a rising star in the podcast world and the podcast game. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend and yours, it's Steffers. Yeah. for myself. What's up, Steffers? I'm sad. Hello, it's me. I'm back. I got off the monorail and got right back on it. So. Well, uh, I used to say this to Jay, much to his chagrin. This was the fun V of the monorail. The other part was the humdrum V. So welcome back to the party part of the monorail. And and yes, Zoe, Zoe and her purple bone came with it. And uh, so, you know, we got the whole crew here, I guess, except for mom and dad. But uh, yeah, Steffers, thank you for uh, joining me for uh, what hopefully will be an entertaining ride. I mean... It's Disney, so... Yes, well, well, if you're good, maybe, just maybe, we can talk about some Halloween Horror Night at the end of this episode, because, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't the scare season now going live in Universal oh. right now? Oh, yes, the scare season has started about last week on Friday. So, here we are. And and and, and and we have some friends, some listeners that have already gone and experienced Halloween Horror Night and you put them on a strict no spoiler policy. Is that correct? Oh, yes. I literally will block them on all social media <laughs> and most of their numbers that I have. So and, and you she's know not who I'm talking either. to. She's not kidding. Mm-mm. We have a group chat. I tell Landon daily, they better not spoil this for me. So mm-hmm. there yes. we are. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's both uh, a threat and something that will absolutely happen. A threat and a promise. It'll literally be a week and a few week and a half. I guess I could say a week and a half before I see said people. I'm watching you. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> that's it. Well, I'm not even going to Halloween Horror Night, and I'm terrified for the safety of them and kind of of you. But but that's a that's a healthy, respectful fear, Steffers. Well, I'm here to instill fear in the lives. Never mind. That's wrong show. Wrong show. (laughs) Well, speaking of this show, we are going to talk on 
a smidge of Disney news. There was some good news and there was some bad news. There were highs, there were lows, but I mean, that's Diz Twitter every week. So let's start with the highs. If you're a fan of the Animal Kingdom, you have a new show to look forward to, of course, opening October 1st, just in time for the 50th anniversary of the Magic Kingdom. Um, And it is taking place in an area that has been kind of left alone uh, for the longest time. Uh, Talking about the Discovery River Amphitheater, when me, Jay, and Frank went down there, it was just an area where you could go sit and eat your snack and drink your drink after you get off Expedition Everest because nothing was really going on in the River Amphitheater. But they are announcing October 1st, 2021, Kite Tales will be the new show taking place at the Animal Kingdom. Uh, From Disney's blog, they describe it as hearts and imagination will soar as incredible kites and wind catchers dance through the air to the beat of beloved Disney songs during the high-flying performances at Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park. Be awed by elaborate three-dimensional kites of Simba, Zazu, King Louie, Baloo, and more as they take flight above the Discovery River Amphitheater. And this does begin on October 1st, 2021, during the 50th anniversary celebration of Walt Disney World Resort. Um, I have a question. Sure. I, I don't know if I have an answer, but... You you won't. Why are they waiting until October 1st? Animal Kingdom, I mean, 50th anniversary, cool, but does that really include Animal Kingdom? I mean, really, it's, it's part of it's part of the resort, so they're going to mm-hmm. put, put the fun blanket. So it's part of the gimmick, exactly. Mm-hmm. And and plus, there's a whole lot of other stuff launching on the first in different parks. I mean, clearly, the Magic Kingdom has their 50th anniversary celebration happening on the first over in Epcot. We're going to have the uh, opening of Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Uh, I don't know if anything's happening on the first at Hollywood I Studios. I actually don't know that either. I don't think so. I'm sure that they're going to come up with some other gimmick. Um, but you know that this is already ready. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So why can't you just give the people what they want now? Well, and, mm-hmm. and speaking of it being ready, Disney also released a video sneak peek uh, behind the scenes of some of the kites. And, you know, I'm not a... I wouldn't consider myself a kite enthusiast. I don't know if they're out there, but I would not uh, count myself in that group. But they're cool looking kites. They're big. I mean, uh, let's see. Uh, It's also described uh, talking on the show, watercraft zoom into view, pulling them... uh, pulling with them dynamic kite trains and enormous three-dimensional kites depicting characters familiar from the Lion King and the Jungle Book and others. From one performance to another, you may see Baloo the bear dancing in the sky or Zazu the red-billed hornbill chasing after Simba. And this is what, what I wanted to read. These remarkable kites, some as large as 30 feet in length, are inflated by moving through the air, allowing characters like King Louie, Timon, and Pumbaa to soar like never before. So these ain't the kites that you can just go down to Target and get and fly in the backyard with your kids. Like these are massive. Some of them are. So they're like puppet kites. Yeah, well, and and that's a very good way to describe it. But I was talking about that video that Disney released earlier this week. There does definitely feel like I don't want to say marionette because clearly there's nobody pulling strings in the sky, but there is definitely some movement to these kites. They're not just, you know, hey, look, it's 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 in the air, guys, and it's going woo. Well, based off of said video that I am currently watching while we are discussing this, uh, it looks like instead of ma- like in the sky, it's jet skiers. Mm-hmm. It yeah, looks th- like there's a two two per two per kite. Um, 
So not only do they have to steer a jet ski, but they also have to like kill it with the kites. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's a, it's pure talent because I can barely multitask <laughs> now with like simple things. Um, so I think this is going to be a really good show. Um, and you know what? These kites look very colorful, which mm -hmm. I know seems very, you know, simple to say, but t it takes a lot of work to make these things, people. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and you mentioned it. Somebody is going to be driving the jet ski. Somebody is also going to be uh, manning the kite. So, I mean, these are trained professionals, and I am looking forward to see what they can pull off. Uh, this is going to be a show that runs several times throughout the day, and there does seem to be some indication that not every show will be the same. So it might have a smidge of... Uh, revisibility so to speak uh so you can go see uh they made reference uh some shows you might see baloo some shows you might see zazu uh, they also mentioned some of the other animal friends we'll see uh from the little mermaid a bug's life and finding nemo so there's going to be a plethora that's a, one of my favorite words a plethora of animal characters that disney can pull from their back catalog and bring to life in this show though i do not think this is going to be a nighttime show this is me just strictly wildly speculating because you want to have the lights to see these kites fly through the air now maybe they'll have you know sp uh, spotlights and floodlights to illuminate the river amphitheater but to me this seems like a show that it'll probably run right when the sun's going down that'll be its last showing of the day could be wrong again that's just me wildly speculating um speculation nation that's fine uh i think it's doable though in terms of adding, I don't know. In terms of kites, they might have to tweak it a little bit, but maybe it'll be it'll be dual if they add some maybe like black light action. Ooh, that could be fun. That you know, make them. Um, you know, uh, what's the word? I can't remember the word, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Bioluminescent. So thank you. That's words are hard, guys. <laughs> it's, it's just one of those things. I will say I'm very happy to see that uh, Jungle Book is getting a lot more love mm -hmm. um, because I feel like that, that Animal Kingdom is a perfect place for it. And I just don't feel like it has a lot of representation. Yeah, now that you Maybe I'm wrong, but you know. No, I'm trying to go through the Animal Kingdom in my brain and... Got nothing, do you? I, I got nothing. Either. Yeah. I mean, if, if it's there, it's a very subtle, maybe too subtle reference to uh, the Jungle Book. But yeah, it's the Animal Kingdom, so you think they would be all over that. But uh, that show does go live October 1st, much like a whole lot happening down at the House of the Mouse. Looking forward to giving it a shot when uh, me and uh, the Madre are down there in Animal Kingdom uh, one day. So should be fun. And uh, like Steffer says, I'm looking forward to see how they pull off driving jet skis and flying kites at the same time. I wonder if it's a two-person two two person jet ski, like... No, it looks like there's only one person on these jet skis. Yeah, we'll see. Mm. Well, you'll see, because I won't be going anytime <laughs> soon. Uh, but you let me know so we can let them know. Yeah, Steffers, I will let you know so we can then let our lovely listeners know. You will get Correct. the Landon Doan review of Disney's Kite Tail. <laughs> which, I mean, Disney is just continuing their streak of giving things terrible, terrible names. Disney, once again, I would like to offer my skills as the czar of naming for uh, everything happening at the Walt Disney World Resort. And I'll do it on the cheap. Well, not that cheap, because because I, I saw y'all's bottom line last year. So, so you can afford me. You can definitely afford me. Disney, I'm here to sell out. That's what I'm saying. 
I mean, an- an- anything animal would have done. Anything bird, fly, any, you know, mm-hmm. anything would have kite tails, <gasps> like dragon tails. See, but... see, whenever I hear kite tails and, and I'm de- like, like all I hear is duck tails and that killer theme oh, song. Yeah. So or maybe, that. Maybe that's what they're going. If they're calling this no. kite tails, they have to have a launch pad McQuack kite flying through the air. They have to. It's the wrong kind of tails, my friend. Wrong kind of tails. Well, it sounds similar, and I can still say yeah. woo at the end of it. So come on, give me my launch pad McQuack kite, Disney. Do it, you cowards. And you heard it here first, friends. Yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> we're a groundswell movement of that nothing will come of. But uh, speaking of something uh, much like me that is here to sell out and will sell out, we have an opening date for Space 220 coming to Epcot, opening September the 20th. Uh, a couple weeks ago on the monorail, Jay and I, and I think uh, Steffers was even in on this conversation, uh, talking about how it, it got a window to when it was going to open, but no date nailed down. And uh, this is opening much sooner than I think even I realized, even with that time frame window that they were talking about. We did think it would be up and running before October 1st because, you know, everybody and their mom's coming down there October 1st for the 50th. Uh, So it is going to get a little bit of, I guess, run time to work out those kinks before they are inundated on the 1st. Interestingly enough, as of this recording, we still do not know the menu. And maybe more importantly, uh, as of this recording today, I checked before we started rolling, there is still no window for when dining reservations will be open to the public for those advanced dining reservations, for those guests staying on property to, uh, I guess, get their spot for the ADR. Though I do think it's funny. Apparently, Zach Ridley, diddly do, he apparently is just the arbiter of all truth when it comes to Space 220 because this news broke on Zach Ridley's Instagram. So uh, I'm fine with Zach Ridley, diddly do, being the face of Space 220. So uh, I'm excited to give this a shot. I'm still, I mean, I'm going to go to it because it's space themed and I'm a dork for space, but still the fact that we haven't seen the menu and this opens in 17, 15 days does make me a little nervous if I'm being completely honest. Well, my thing is, so we were actually texting about this uh, this week, last week, whatever week it was, a few days ago, don't even know. But I was going to be there, or I'm going on a trip there, and I was like, huh, I wonder if I should try to make my reservation, because my reservation's coming up in literally like a month or so for Mm -hmm. my trip later this year. And then we came to the conclusion that they're not sharing anything in terms of menu, in terms of when reservations even open. And I, and I said, they have to share it like this week because yeah, it's my, getting, it's, it's, it's getting like very, tomorrow. Yeah. It's getting super close to the drop dead date. Like, like this, this podcast drops on the sixth. So quick, let me, let me do some calendar math. The math was supposed to be done prior to the recording Landon. Well, I'm a renegade podcaster. I podcast by my own rules, Steffers. So yeah, it, well, it, it's going to be two weeks from today if you're listening to this on the day the episode drops. Yeah, so you need to do the reservations this week. Like maybe as we release this recording, and by we I mean you because I don't do anything. I'm just a freelancer <laughs> here. Um, maybe they'll announce. But typically they do their announcements middle of the week that I've noticed. So we'll see, will they do the menu first and then the ADRs or are they just going to give it all to us at the same time is my next question. 
Hmm. Uh, well, if uh, history is to be believed on Space 220, keep an eye on Zach Ridley's Instagram because he will be probably the one breaking the news because, uh, yeah, I said I knew this was coming up sooner than I thought. I did not realize it is two weeks from today that Space 220 finally gets its long-awaited opening because, I mean, we all remember this was supposed to open last year and then uh, the whole world caught fire and Disney had to push a lot of stuff back. But this is, I mean... It's going to be a very unique dining experience. I still want, much like you talked about, I want to see the menu before I say this is going to be a dining experience I enjoy for the food. I, but as of right now, I am down to go up to the space bar and drink some space wine and, and Corellian lagers and stuff like that and just drink in the atmosphere. Well, my thing is, same, because this is something, Epcot, I usually go to the same restaurants between me and Jackson. We we do dabble in the food booths, but really, we go to sit-down restaurants. Ooh, ooh real quick, mm. what's, what's your go-to? What's your go-to? Beer Garden is our first go-to, and then Teppanito is our second go-to. Mm, strong choices. I mean, I just grew up going to Beer Garden, so you really can't go wrong unless you don't like that type of food so. yeah then, then you can go horribly wrong <laughs> then, you can, <laughs> then you might uh not eat and starve but i'm curious he's probably going to come out with a reel this week this is this is my prediction i'm going to join speculation nation he's going to come up with a reel or something with like the quote-unquote chefs that are making the food and he's going to do some presentation of him like tasting everything mm. of all of the, and then he'll give a little little name drop here and a little name drop there and then there'll be like a blog post with the laying out the menu that's what stuffers is saying right now putting that, that in the ether that that feels like it could very well happen especially as we just discovered or realized it's two weeks away from opening day for space 220 i mean yes and it looks like everything is done you know what i mean like everything else is done you just got to tell us what we're eating are we eating like space milk <laughs> Ooh, maybe maybe the menu will be nothing but uh that uh you remember astronaut ice cream oh yeah yeah you just nothing but museums. that uh-huh yes <laughs> <laughs> but they will charge disney prices for it <laughs> Ooh, freeze dried everything and then they stick it in like the microwave boiler or something and ooh, that sounds terrible yeah. all right disney yeah. let's come through on this one. <laughs> Yeah, I would be fine with uh, like Star Black Chicken Finger. Wait, no, that's the other park. Never mind. Can't you probably can't bring Star Wars into Space Two Twenty? But uh, I'm hoping that reviews will be saying this restaurant is out of this world. Huh? Ah. Uh, uh, uh. All right. Well, much like my attempted humor, something that went over like a fart in church was the announcement that Walt Disney World is reopening their annual pass program. Or if you are a current annual pass holder, uh, they're changing the game. And boy, did uh, Diz Twitter, still hate that name, have opinions. Um, Steffers, do we just want to break this down as, as, as a whole and then give our opinions on the end of this conversation? Um, I think that would be the most effective way. Probably if, yeah, it's going to be a mess, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, it's it really does seem like this is going to... But, you know, they really came through with these names again. Oh my God, yeah, we're just going to... Okay, there are four different tiers, four quote-unquote unique passes for $3.99 plus tax. We have the Disney Pixie Dust Pass. 
for $6.99 plus taxes, you have the Disney Pirate Pass. For $8.99 plus taxes, you have the Disney Sorcerer Pass. And then finally, for $12.99 plus taxes, you have the Disney Pass. None of those names tell me anything about these passes, Disney, other than the fact that you need to hire me as the czar of naming. What? Yeah, I really had to, I, I have to read and it's a lot to read, like at least gold, silver, platinum, like there were Thank tiers. You. Yes, you knew, you knew the ranking, you kind of knew, it's like, okay, platinum's going to give me more than silver, but silver's going to cost less than platinum. If I hear it, unless I knew for a fact it was the top tier and the only one open to non-Florida residents, we'll get into that in a second. If I didn't know that the Incredipass was the most expensive option, I Disney Pixie Dust Pass probably pr probably would be the one. It's like okay, well that's clearly the top notch because Disney's built on pixie dust and magic and dreams and all that fun crap. See, I thought Sorcerer would be the top one because you know Sorcerer, Sorcerer Mickey. Mickey. Also, and Incredibles are they really are they really that prominent at Walt Disney World? Not right, at you Walt let them, Disney World. Yeah, that's okay. Why? Yeah. Why? I mean, the Incredicoaster is on the left coast. I think. The most that the Incredibles have in the Walt Disney World Resort is what? Did they still do the dance party with Mr. and Mrs. Incredible? And oh, I was thinking the cavalcades. <laughs> That's all I was thinking about. Okay, like they walk well, around the streets. And and they they have some, or rather, they had some meet and greets uh, with incredible characters in Hollywood Studios at one point. But other than that, I mean, Incredibles really don't. Well, I mean, they are redoing the contemporary with incredible theming, so... Oh, really? Y'all pushing it that way? Really? I, I, don't shoot the messenger, Steffers. I... I mm. Okay, so we all agree. The names are terrible and Disney needs to do a better job. So let's, 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 let's break this down. Disney... Pixie Dust Pass, $3.99 plus taxes. This is for Florida residents only. That's going to be a theme you're going to notice going forward. Uh, visit one or more Walt Disney World Resort theme park on most weekdays with an advanced park reservation subject to blackout dates, including peak and holiday periods. Uh, the Disney Pixie Dust Pass gives you up to three park reservations at a time. And once again, this is available for Florida residents only. Yes, hold on. I'm going to interject with some facts on you. If you check the pixie dust, this is see too many peas. The pixie <laughs> dust pass blackout dates. You will see. You will go no weekends, mm -hmm. like ever. Yeah, literally I, ever. I, yeah, and... I, I thought that was interesting. The description said most weekdays did not mm -hmm. mention a weekend at all. Correct. Um, and May 30th, not sure the significance of May 30th. Maybe that's a holiday and I don't know about it. That's a Monday. You can't go. And March thir uh, 13th to the 19th, I'm assuming that's a spring break. In yeah. April, there's two weeks you can't go, which I'm assuming is a spring break. Um, mm, mm, mm. And the week of Thanksgiving, obviously. You're not going to be able to go on a holiday because... No. Why would they let you do that? Even though, uh, well, they say subject to blackout dates, including peak and holiday periods. So mm -hmm. I'm guessing in April it would be Easter and then probably uh, overflow from spring break. So uh, 
So far off to a hot start, Disney. Uh, Disney Pirate Pass, $6.99 plus taxes. Visit one or more Walt Disney World Resort theme park on most days with an advanced park reservation subject, again, to blackout dates, including peak and holiday periods. At this tier, you can hold up to four park reservations at a time and, once again, available to Florida residents only. This one has one, two, three, four, you know, like the, the holiday weeks and spring break weeks, but you have a lot more availability for sure, which I would equate this to the gold pass, obviously, if you are an OG uh, Disney pass holder. Mm, mm, pirate pass, let's... Why? Right, yeah. Oh my god, pirate. Like, it would be one thing if they did, you know, one for maybe each park, like an Animal Kingdom themed one, like Sorcerer from, you know, MGM, Pixie Dust for Magic Kate. Come on. Maybe, maybe Steffers needs to be the czar of naming because she just rattled that off the top of her head and it's better than the Disney Pixie Pirate Dust Pass thing, whatever. Oh, this is going well, Disney. Uh, next up for the $8.99 plus taxes tier, that's going to get you the Disney Sorcerer Pass. Uh, visit one or more Walt Disney World Resort theme park on most days with an advanced park reservation. Again, subject to blackout dates and select days during the select holiday periods. So that to me says some holiday periods, you'll be able to get a pass. Uh, maybe if you want to go celebrate uh international secretary's day in the most magical place on earth you'll have that option uh you can hold up to five park reservations with the disney sorcerer pass and once again available to florida residents with the caveat and disney vacation club members only so this and the Incredipass pass are going to be your only options to get an AP to Walt Disney World if you're not a Florida resident. But on the flip side, DVC, it ain't cheap, not even a little. So you would already be you would already be paying your premium to get the Disney Sorcerer Pass. And that's if you want the Disney Sorcerer Pass. It looks like the Sorcerer Pass, the only blackouts are uh Thanksgiving weekend, uh, the four days for Thanksgiving and the Christmas and New Year's weeks weeks not days weeks mm. uh, other than that you can go for easter it looks like or labor day memorial day spring break as day. well yeah yep spring break looks good too i mean that's mm, i mean sure pass of of the three passes we've talked about i think this is the best option so far but again it's uh somewhat more pricier than the other options we've talked about before and speaking mm. of pricier than the other options we've talked about before Finalama is the Disney Incredipass, $12.99 plus taxes. Visit one or more Walt Disney World Resort theme on the same day with advanced dining reservation. No blackout dates apply. So if you just want to be able to go whenever you want to, assuming you can get that park reservation, this might be your option. And much like the Sorcerer Pass, you hold up to five park reservations at a time. Now, these are the price points for new people that want to get into the annual pass game. Uh, we did notice uh, there is a little bit of difference for renewal prices if you are a current annual pass holder. And when your renewal window comes open, you, you might be able to save some negligible 
dollars. Not so much on the Disney Pixie Dust Pass. It's $3.99 across the board. Uh, Disney Pirate Pass for new members, it's $6.99. For a renewal, it's $5.94. So you save what, $67? Wait, I'm. Okay, you save like $120. I'm not good with math. There's a reason I went into broadcasting, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Disney Sorcerer Pass for new members is $8.99. For renewal, it's $7.64. And then for the Disney Incredit Pass, uh, it is $12.99 for new members. And then $11.04 for renewal prices. And those are all plus taxes. Wait, I take that back. You do save a little bit of money with the uh, Pixie Dust Pass. Renewal price is $3.39. So you save 60 ish 70 dollars plus taxes. Can we, can we discuss the many problems that I have? Well, okay. I'm not going to say the many problems because if you're going to Disney a lot, this is going to be worth it. The bang for your buck. This is fine. Whatever. Oh, there's also another caveat. Yeah, there is. You cannot, if you get an Incredit Pass and you are not a Florida resident like Landon and myself, you have to pay the 1300 plus tax in full. You mm-hmm. cannot do the payment plan. That's the first problem. That's the one of the first problems that we have with this. Uh, The second thing that I noticed is, well, that we all noticed, is the lack of photo pass. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also the lack of water park and sports options, which I'll be honest, I have bad ears. I can't go underwater. So water parks were never for me. But I used the hell out of the photo pass that comes with the annual pass. Now, it's still an option, but guess what? It is behind a $99 paywall plus tax. So, you know, you're spending over $100 for the photo pass. Again, like Steffer says, if you're going down a couple times a year, like for me, example, before the world caught fire, I went down to Disney two or three times in 2019. I stayed for five to seven days in Florida, going to the parks the majority of those days it still might end up being worth my money, worth my time at these inflated price points. Because if we call a one day park ticket with the park hopper option, which I mean, that's 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 what the AP gives you. We're gonna call that 185. Uh, it could be much more expensive depending on what time of year I'm going. It could be significantly cheaper depending on what time of year I'm going, but we'll call it 185, a nice middle ground. Me and Steffers, we did the math. You need to spend eight days in the park to get your money back. Well, not money back, but to justify your purchase. So anything past your eighth visit to the park, you're you're going to be, quote unquote, making money on that. But again, that takes time to either fly down there, drive down there, takes money to book a hotel to stay at. So, I mean, you're... You might be justifying your purchase by going for the 11th time that year, but you're spending your money elsewhere. Well, my thing is, this is one of, I just, I have many things that bother me. Hear me out, Disney. You see where you give the Sorcerer Pass to Florida residents and DVC members only? Here's an idea. Other than, you know, doing the monthly payments for the credit pass. Cool, whatever, if that's your jam. Let's add that if you can. They do deals sometimes, or at least once a year that I've noticed, 
where the surrounding, this won't include you, Landon, I'm really sorry. The surrounding states, Georgia, I think it's Georgia, Alabama, North, South Carolina, maybe there's another one, where they extend some deals to residents of those states. Why don't you do that with one of your passes, guys? Just saying, you'd get the surrounding states, you'd get their money, honey. I'm just saying. I would pay for a sorcerer pass. Okay, well, you answered my question right there. I was going to ask if they did extend the sorcerer pass to you up in North Kakalaki, you would buy into it at that point. Well, yeah, because yes, it's $900 plus tax, but the times that are one blacked out, I wouldn't go because that's way too busy. I don't like people <laughs> back off. But two, I could justify like splitting a photo pass with someone else. Because mm -hmm. you, I mean, I'm not going to condone such behavior. But <laughs> if you have friends that are, you know, buying into an annual pass, you can just split. One of you gets the annual pass, split the price, and then you both can use it. One of you, I'm just. I like to hack the system because I'm hashtag cheap. <laughs> and you can just do it that way. I mean, it's $99, but I'd rather spend less than $1,300 and get the photo pass than spend $1,300 and cringe every time I say, here, take my money. Mm -hmm. I, I think that the $900, you're getting four parks, you get your discounts. Yeah, you have some blackout dates. I've always wanted the gold pass. But just it was never available to non-Florida residents. That's that's what I have to tell you, Disney. Just expand it a little. You already got DVC. Why can't you just pivot along? Well, what about this, Steffers? We failed to mention parking is free for all four tiers of the annual pass. Yeah, but if you stay on site, then why are you paying for parking? <laughs> That's what I didn't understand. This, the <laughs> but Steffers, it's a selling point? Question mark. I mean, yeah, like, like, like parking to go to the parks is expensive. But if you are staying on site, like, what are you doing? D driving yeah. to go park. Okay, there, yeah. if you're not staying on site, cool. You're cool. You can get the free parking. But the selling point is, is you're supposed to get discounts for staying on mm -hmm. site. So then, if you get a good deal. I'm putting all of these in air quotes. If you can't see me, but you can't hear it in my voice. You can feel You get it. a good deal on staying on site. Uh, you, so then why wouldn't you ride the bus that they provide you for quote unquote free? Why wouldn't you ride the Skyliner that they provide for quote unquote free? Or the monorail. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I forgot about the monorail. Yeah, yeah. We got to keep I was the really in my going song. alive. But I it's like, really I, I will say I'm about 50-50 whenever I would come down staying on property, staying off property, because I got Marriott points falling out of my butt. So there was a close Marriott to the Walt Disney World Resort property that I would stay at, use those points. And sometimes I would rent a car. Sometimes I would just Uber over there. So in the instances where I did rent a car, it's not a bad option to have the free parking. But at the same time, if you're staying on property, you have other modes and quite frankly much cooler modes of transportation to take you to animal kingdom to take you to hollywood studios epcot magic kingdom so yeah well okay going back to this off-site situation if you're staying off-site i can almost guarantee you you're parking your your pay the pay the money that you're going to pay per night to park is probably significantly cheaper or free <laughs> free so this is a very that's a very good perk if you get the annual pass, you get the free parking on site. 
I also know people who stay on site. I'm not going to name names, but you know who you are, who like to rent a car um, and be able to go back and forth. You don't get a perk for parking on site. Yeah, I noticed that. Disney. I'm just, here's another idea I'm just going to throw your way. It's just a free idea. Give a discount to people to park on your property along with the free in-park parking. I'm just saying, just help somebody out. You're, you're jacking up your prices. Help somebody out. What, no, it's I, like $20-something dollars. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it, Especially if you're down there for a week, that is not an insignificant chunk of change just for parking, just to let a spot for your car to stay put or, you know, go back and forth. And, and it... They really should be giving more perks and pluses to the APs, to the annual pass holders. And it does seem like this was a trend I noticed going on this week after this announcement. A lot of people are claiming that Disney doesn't care about annual pass holders and they're trying to take away the perks to dissuade people from signing up for APs. I don't know if I necessarily subscribe to that theory. Uh, I Okay. I'm going to say, I'm going to give my opinion here. I also don't think I subscribe to that opinion. And this is why. The prices are higher. The perks are less. But they're not, like, unbearable. Like, I don't... Like, it's not so much where people are like, I'm not going to give you my money. People are still going to give the money. So mm -hmm. I think when, when the point hits... It was like fifteen hundred dollars, and then twelve hundred. You know what I mean? Like there are mm -hmm. more like out there price points. Which I mean, coming soon, twenty twenty two. Brace for impact, everybody. <laughs> well, <laughs> what I'd like to see is is when this quote unquote corporation. We're never going to get sponsored by Disney, by the way. With how much opinion we have about this? Dang it! Already we've already <laughs> done one episode. Oh, come on. Well, and there goes I my just... job for uh, czar of naming, I suppose. Oh no! Oh no! It's fine. We're we'll be fine. I just feel like maybe they're just trying to get a little in the greener. I feel like they they're in the green, but get a little greener in the green, and then maybe they'll bring perks back. Maybe, maybe like next year renewal. You know how the prices jack up. Maybe they'll go stay the same and they'll add perks. No, that's a good dream. Yeah, yeah, it's a dream. It would be nice, but unfortunately, I do think it is a dream. They put out a statement for current pass holders because there was some questions. If you, like, for myself, are a current AP, how this all impacts you. They say uh, thank you to all of our current annual pass holders for your continued loyalty, passion, and dedication, particularly over the past year and a half. If you are a current pass holder, you may continue to use your annual pass as you do today, but when it's time for you to renew, you will be able to renew into one of our new passes at a special renewal price. We talked about those price differences a little while ago. Plus, beginning September 8th, silver, gold, platinum, and platinum plus annual passes will be allowed to hold more reservations at a time. You can visit DisneyWorld.com slash annual pass to learn more. And this was my big takeaway from it. Be on the lookout for a new exclusive magnet. We're getting magnets back, y'all. I like I, I, I like the magnets. I mean, Universal has magnets too. I, I, I feel the the love there. I got them I on my, my on my refrigerator over there. I have two, but they're for my friend because him and his husband are both pass holders, and I got the second one because they don't need two of each. Let's I got honest. I got a bunch of Mickey's, a uh, uh, mm -hmm. Chef Minnie, uh, mm -hmm. Chip and Dale from Christmas, uh, 
flower and garden daisy and Pluto, and then I have another Mickey on my garage door. I think I have a Simba and a food and wine. I wanted that Simba one. That was that was a cool looking magnet. Well, you'll be fine. It's on my refrigerator. You can look at it from a distance. Um, <laughs> so something we didn't mention, which I forgot what this like caveat, these asterisks. I can't remember what these are for. You also can score bonus reservations. Is that if you stay on site, your bonus reservations are the length of your stay? Is that yeah, uh, that's, all that that's, it is? That would be my understanding because, I mean, that's kind of the system as it is now because I've talked about it. Me and my mom were coming down in October. Originally, we were staying off property, so we had to work within the, I think at that point, three reservations, but we changed our, uh, despite having four park passes, for my mom, despite me being an annual pass holder, we still had to work with the three park reservations at a time. So it was kind of hairy if we were going to be able to get that fourth one. So we ended up transferring a reservation offsite on to on property. So we were able to make the reservations that we knew we wanted. So that would that would be my understanding of that one caveat. Again, that's just me coming from the deep south of a speculation. I think that's what it is too. Okay. I think that's what it is. Also also you'll uh for people who don't know if you say you bought a park ticket like i have a two park two day park to park copper doodad doohickey you <laughs> say, can say park a couple more times in there <laughs> wow i feel so attacked you can upgrade your ticket to an annual pass so the value of your ticket you can mm -hmm. go to guest services call whatever people do um, and upgrade to an annual pass, which I thought of doing, but next year I got so much going on. So your girl's not getting one next year. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. But that is, that's, that, that is an important caveat to put out mm -hmm. there because that's, that's how I ended up with my first annual pass. It was, I think 2018, I was down there for a week and I had, you know, uh, five days of park passes with park hopper with the photo pass. And then I sat down at Jock Lindsay and started doing the math. It's like, you know, just quote unquote, just for a couple more hundred dollars, I could just roll this whole thing into, into an AP. And I walked over to customer service or uh, yeah, customer service down at uh, Disney Springs. And they, they're like, yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll do that right now. Um, you also friends can give the gift of an annual pass starting September 8th. <clears throat> Bring joy to loved ones all year long with the gift of a Walt Disney World annual pass. <clears throat> Sorry, I got something stuck in my throat there. Mm -hmm. yep. just, just wanted to share that piece of tidbit. I didn't, I don't know if you could always do that. I know, I, I'm sure there's caveats. Like if you're a Florida resident and you're gifting it to a non-Florida resident, I'm assuming you can only give them the Increda pass. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, hmm. But um, gift a group gift idea, you know, I'm not asking for anybody specifically, but you know who you are. Subtle steffers. I really try. <laughs> well, subtlety is one of my best qualities. Oh, clearly, yeah, and, and it's very much on display right now. But uh, yeah, that's the whole hullabaloo of the new four unique annual passes coming to Walt Disney World uh, starting this week, as a matter of fact. Oh, yes. This week, you guys can revel in the... Also, hold on. We're doing this on a Monday. These things come out on a Wednesday. Do yourselves a favor. It ain't gonna sell out. You can no, wait till no. the end of the day, the day after, the day after, mm -hmm. after... Friday. after after uh-huh just 
you know, payday, mm-hmm. you know, whenever. You don't have to get it the day of and sit in the queue. I get it's queue and it's like launch day. Woo-hoo. Uh-huh. And there are going to be really, people that want to well, be like that. It'd be like, I, 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 I was on hold at six o'clock. And when the lines went live, I was, I was one of the first 150s. All right. Well, good for you. Disney doesn't love you any more than they love anybody else. So just sorry. Park Hopper Plus. Oh, that's for water parks. I was about to ask a question about that because there are other Park Hopper options, but it's we're we're there. We got there. This is expensive, and I would it like is. to cry. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll I'll be honest. I didn't think I would be at the point where I am before we started this conversation. Again, for me, it's like. Is it? Yes, it's more than I would like to spend. But at the same time, if I'm able to get down there like I had before the world caught fire and Delta continues to burn it up, um, if I'm able to get down there for two weeks of the year, still might be worth it for me, especially at that renewal price point where I can save a couple hundred bucks on the Incredipass. Well, okay, I'm doing math here again, even though we weren't prepared for such math. But we said it would take eight days to pay off, right? Yeah, yeah. Around eight is is where you're going to hit your break-even point for the non-annual uh, pass renewal price point. I think I did the math and it came to about six days if you were to be a current uh, pass holder and you get that renewal price point. Um, an eight-day park hopper ticket... That starts at $72 per day will cost you $576. Just throwing that number out there. But that's that's for eight straight days. Because correct, that, yeah. correct, correct. That's just I'm throwing that out there. It's half-ish, half-ish an annual pass, and you have to go for eight straight days. It honestly could very well be worth it. If I had more PCO. I'd consider because if you go four day, you know, two four day trips to five day, whatever you do, you mm-hmm. seem to go like for an extended period of time. Me, I got to go to Universal. Yep. <laughs> I give Disney maybe one, two days. And see, I, and see, I, I'm on, I, I'm on the flip side for Universal. Yeah. So like it would make more sense for me to have a Disney pass holder or a Disney annual pass than a universal where you it would make probably more sense for you to have a universal pass as opposed to having a Disney pass. Also, if, if I'm universal right now, I am slashing the prices on my AP be like, look what they're doing across the street. Come to us. I mean, they're not gonna not, not comparable, but universal is already cheaper. You also only get two, two or three parks versus four. We're not going to get into the logistics of this conversation. <laughs> oh, I knew that would get you going. I knew it. I knew it. See, we're not. We're not doing I that. saw on Twitter that everything at Universal is Landon. comparable to Disney, right? <laughs> Landon. Oh, well, she's going to murder me. <laughs> Offline, guys. Offline. <laughs> if you don't hear from him uh, next week, it's yep. because stuffers got to him. Yes, um, yes. But- uh, <laughs> if this turns out to be the grand opening and the grand closing of Dawes Does Disney, uh, start with uh, Suspect One, Steffers. Well, I am going to say Disney, I mean, it's it's very, it's two very different things. They, they're different corporations. They do things differently. One's geared toward families. One is more thrill seekers. It's fine. Whatever. Universal has three hotels that have Unlimited Express included in them if you stay with them. And that's all I'm going to say on that subject. And their hotels are cheaper. 
I don't, why do I walk into these conversations? I really hate myself. <laughs> because you have to fly that universal flag high. And I, I really, that. I really do. But I really, I don't feel like you can compare them. Disney does a bajillion things. Universal does a bajillion other things. Yes, they're both theme parks. Yes, they're both in Central Florida. Mm -hmm. It's shit. They're just different beasts. There's different beasts, man. Yeah, Disney's beast is more magical and whimsical, and Universal's beast is more. Landon, think about what you're. I was, I was I mean, going to say, mean, think about at, what you're going to say. Yeah, look at <laughs> look at look at how one celebrates Halloween and look what the other does. One is cheeky and fun; the other is tragic and cruel. Tragic and cruel is my middle name. Uh huh. Or or you might say tragic and cool because I'm I, I'm not going to lie. I even though I am a big scaredy chicken man baby and halloween horror night is scary enough that i never want to do it i am still from you know that thousand eye viewpoint i do think everything they do is so cool the lore that they've built up with the icons and the houses and the and the details they go into doing those houses i think is super cool and speaking of halloween horror night it has kicked off for the season um Steffers, you have not been able to partake yet, and you've put some of our friends on spoiler moratoriums, as in, if they give you spoilers, you will put them in a morgue. Uh, thoughts on what you've seen or heard so far of this very early look into Halloween Horror Night? And isn't this the 30th? Oh, it is the 30th. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, 2020 didn't count. Uh -huh, yeah, 20, 2020 didn't count for a lot of us, Steffers. Well, that's good. Um... <laughs> There are, I did not spoil any of the houses. I've seen some of the scare zones that, that I, the thing with scare zones is you still have to experience it for you to really appreciate it. So I wasn't worried about spoilers for that because I'm still going to see it for myself. Live in it, breathe in the fog. That's the main key. Breathe in the fog. Um, I'm really, don't judge me for liking fog. Okay? No judgment, Steffers. This is a judgment free zone. I am. I've heard really good things on Puppet Theater, The Icon's House, the show that was not Bill and Ted's um, this year. I heard really good things, despite it not being Bill and Ted's. <laughs> it's fine. Maybe I will watch it. I don't. I'm really still hurt, guys. It was the 30th anniversary. You could have just. You totally should have brought back Bill and Ted. Even yeah. I know that. And that's and I'm fine. a universal uh, horror night troglodyte. Um, that's fine. Beetlejuice. Um, I'm going more for the theming. Haunting of Hill House, I heard, was good. But the original houses are where it's at. And that's honestly a recurring theme lately. They're really killing it with the theming and the sets and the everything with the originals instead of the IPs. So, you know, week and a half, I'm counting down. <laughs> counting You're down just slightly slowly. excited, right? Oh, you know, my bags are already packed next to me. Dang. All right. That's dedication, Holmes. I respect that. Oh, you should respect that. I mean, Jackson's stuff is like half packed because he wears the same stuff. Mm -hmm. He's Obviously, a guy. You know. I totally get that. Yep. Mm -hmm. Correct. And I had to order him more shirts because he's the guy. You understand. I, um, no, no. Actually, I don't understand. My t-shirt <laughs> game is strong. I have like, I am a 36-year-old man and all I wear is t-shirts. So I have like hundreds of them. You're old. I am old. No, no. I, I prefer the term vintage. Like I enjoy mm, my wine. So seasoned. Mm, yes, I am yeah, seasoned. You're, you're weird. Well, my my um, liver's definitely seasoned. Anyway. Diseased? No. Fine. My doctor might agree with you, but that's that's a whole different podcast. Correct. I will say 
You still get the disc. I'm going back to annual passes because I. You still get discounts on dining, merch, and other things. Like you get something. Do you get a lot? You also really don't get that monthly payment program unless you're a Florida resident. But you get the 50th celebration. Oh, that's why they're doing these things like this because the 50th. You know that you're going to go to the park anyway. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Everybody and their mom, literally in my case, my mom is coming with me, wants to go down to Walt Disney World for the 50th. So, yeah, they, they, uh, much to our chagrin, they know what they're doing and what they're doing is making many. Millions and millions of dollars. That's fine. I will say it is going to be worth it for, for a lot of people. I just wish out of state people got more mm -hmm. loving. Like just surrounding Give a little people a little, little discounty, little, little, little bit of something, something. Yeah, us out of state people definitely need love too. But don't you worry, you get up to five reservations held at a time. Well, to be fair, as somebody who had to do the dance with the three they were giving us, which that was ridiculous, you were just giving annual pass holders three per. Anyway, I already talked on that. Yeah, so, so why is that a perk? I'm just COVID. I'm just saying the world is a different place. The world is a different place, and I don't know if I necessarily like it, but uh, this is the world we get to live in, and uh, this is the end of the first episode of Dawes Does Disney. Steffers, I might have uh, some skin in the game, so I don't know if I'm the most partial person, but me personally, I think this is the greatest podcast ever made, and everybody else just needs to shut it down because I am here to take over the game. Wait, yeah. no, that's not true. You are actually here to take over the game, and where can people hear your game? Um, my game is, uh, you can check it out at adventureswithsteffers.com or on all your podcatchers. It's the Adventures with Steffers podcast. You can also check me out on Instagram, Adventures with Steffers, or Twitter, AsianZing95. I really should rebrand that, but I'm too lazy. <laughs> Well, and, 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 and on a positive, it sounds like a delicious flavor you can get at Buffalo Wild Wings. You ever thought about Correct. that? Yeah. It, it is. That's where the nickname originated. That's a whole nother conversation, though. So this is where you're announcing your wing podcast, Wings um, with Steffers. I, yeah. Wings with Steffers. That's what's <laughs> happening next, guys. Stay tuned. I'm just now I'm going to take over the culinary world. Yeah. She's taking over one institution at a time, and I am here for it. I, for one, welcome our new Steffers overlord. Uh, follow me on Twitter, L-A-N-D-O-Z. Please go follow me, Landon Doan. I'm the best, Landon Doan, not the rest. I also invite you to follow the show on Twitter. It's at Dawes Does Disney. That's D-O-Z-D-O-E-S-D-I-S-N-E-Y. Um, that's where you can find musings that I think are show specific or just you know, follow both my personal and the show account and uh, we'll, we'll we'll do some stuff. Yeah, great plug, Landon. I also appear on The Phil Show, News Talk 98.7 WOKI, radio station locally here in Knoxville, Tennessee, streaming 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at Newstalk987.com, also available in the iHeartRadio app and the News Talk 987 app as well. So, uh, Staffers, thought this was a good episode. Well, quality episode always until, uh, we'll see. Yes, we will. We're at an uphill, we're at an uphill climb. Let's just keep on chugging up the mountain. Yeah, especially especially after that uh, that uh, sad and tearful uh, finale for the monorails. Man, I, I finally got around to we're listening to that episode. We're, we're not talking about it. Like, like, like I recorded that episode. That was way sadder than I even remembered. Man, uh, 
Correct. So, uh, it was stupid, as some people yes, like to say. Yes, it was definitely stupid, and I would agree with that person. Um, <laughs> thank you to the Monorail family uh, for inviting me along for the ride, and thank you to the Monorail listeners who have continued over their subscription because we have now taken over the subscription uh, stream. So uh, you don't got to go anywhere, or unfortunately, you might have to go somewhere to not hear me anymore. But uh, we'll figure that out, and I hope we passed the audition. So for Steffers, my name is Landon Doan. Thank you for joining us on the debut episode of Dawes Does Disney. Speaking of Dawes Does Disney and that killer logo, one more time, want to give a shout out to Matt from The Love of the Mouse. If you need your graphic game stepped up, reach out to him because he will make your dreams come true. So thank you very much and have a good night. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff I can do well. Heck, there's even a couple things I can do very well. But when it comes to graphic design, that is one thing I cannot do at all. Thankfully, I have a friend in Matt and love of the mouse multimedia. You know and love their work. The sleek and soon-to-be-beloved logo for this very podcast, Does Does Disney, that was them. The classic Morning Monorail logo and all its variants, that was Love of the Mouse too. And not only does Love of the Mouse have an incredible talent for graphic design, they're easy to work with and collaborate. They listen to your ideas and suggestions, then they bring them to life. So if you're looking to start your own blog, podcast, YouTube channel, Etsy shop, whatever creative outlet that you're thinking of, Love of the Mouse can help your brand to stand out in the crowd. Connect with Matt on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram by searching Love of the Mouse Multimedia or at L-O-T-M Multimedia or visit loveofthemousepodcast.com or email loveofthemousepodcast at gmail.com to contact him about your design needs. We're talking logos, social media promos, advertisements, websites, and so much more. And if you're uh, looking for some more awesome Disney content, make sure and subscribe to his show, Love of the Mouse Podcast, on your favorite streaming applications. And tell him the Dawes sent you. I, I, I don't know if that'll get you anything up. I just always wanted to say that. getting the dab on now we're definitely using the video oh okay (laughs) hey look it's 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 in the air guys and it's going woo i also invite you (laughs) yeah that's definitely being edited out i (laughs) you didn't stop recording landon well i'm working on it i gotta get a secret sound so what I'm oh. going to do is I'm going to talk and I'm going to stop in the middle of me saying